Hello you seekers, explorers and renegades out there, welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. Resilience is one of those concepts where you can take two different paths. You can take the quote-unquote light path or the dark path. The dark path being a reflection of your shadow self, your ego, and it will just amplify the uh, experiences that you've already had in terms of building thick skin and becoming more forceful with your external world building up walls and so forth and the uh, light side being that you become consciously aware of yourself and that you can build tools to uh, really experience your own environment and yourself within uh, your reality construct. So the former way, you basically just pile on more crap onto the crap you already have. Or the second way, you have to do the hard work to dig down and uncover and resolve and shed the crap that you have already. And as always, we have our free will. We can choose which way we go. And that is obviously how we're going to experience our life. And uh, my goal here is really about having you ask the questions of yourself and being aware of these choices we make otherwise oftentimes we are unconscious in the decision making process and we we tend to slip down the route that is going to be the easiest and most convenient for that particular time uh, when we're making that choice now the beauty is that we can always change that choice and we can change how we actually pursue that experience uh, going forward. But before we make that choice, we have to become aware of the fact that we have a choice. And that's where this kind of uh, conversation would come in because it would challenge you to think about uh, the choices you've made and the choices that you can make and the power you have to make that choice. Well, that's the basics of it, so let's uh, dive a little deeper. Life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. And this is from uh, Steve Maraboli. Life, the truth and being free. So the definition of resilience, which we're talking about today, is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. Now, I would like to add a different dimension to this definition, and it's basically that it's the measurement between victimhood, lacking resilient, and empowerment, where you are resilient. So when we are talking about, when people talk about resilience, it's oftentimes the tools that you've acquired and so forth. But I think we can also have a look at, you know, How resilient am I? It is not an absolute term. It is a sliding scale as to I'm not very resilient or I'm very resilient. And that is all dependent on the work that we've done. So the, and I I put this kind of scale between victimhood and empowerment because when we are, When we're not resilient, we don't have the tools. We are stuck in victimhood. We see ourselves as victims of our own circumstances. And we get stuck in that that kind of paradigm. The more tools we get, the more empowered we get 
become in our own environment. And we become empowered to express ourselves, to show up the way that we authentically are, and so forth. That is resilience, because then we have boundaries and people can't really like you know vision lakiani says you become unfuck withable right and that is resilience now why do we lack victimhood uh, we talked about uh, victimhood so we are in a state of why is this happening to me as opposed to uh, why is hap this happening for me uh, you know, a bit of a nuanced difference, but difference, but they, it is an important difference because if so, everything is happening to you, then you have no you have no control over it, and you are unable to do anything about it. You are uh, at the mercy of the wind and the waves of life, and that's oftentimes how we feel when when we don't have the ability to take a perspective of our life that is different than the conditioning and the programming that we've grown up with. Uh, when we are in a, a low vibration, and when I'm talking about vibration, I'm talking about uh, David Hawkins' uh, map of uh, consciousness map. Um, so if we are down in kind of anger, despair, shame, guilt, and so forth, then we are in that kind of narrow mind or we're in that idea that we have to force our way through life. And that is then we, we kind of, uh, yeah, we don't feel like we have control. We need to kind of push our way through rather than just using our power, our empowerment that is that exists within you know, acceptance, love, and so forth. Um, and that, so the low vibration, it kind of holds us in that idea that we are victims of our circumstances. And that's where, you know, we get angry, we get bitter, we get, you know, all these lower, lower vibrations, or lower quality vibrations, I should say. It's not really about up and down. It's, it's more of a, a scale. And we find ourselves at different levels, and every level we're at, if we look at the scale of resilience, is really about learning something. We're not born with resilience. We're not born with the tools that we need to have in order to become empowered. That is brought on by experiencing things. And our perspective of those experiences will determine how well we are adapting to the situation, how well we're learning, how resilient we are becoming. Another aspect uh, why we lack resilience is that we find it hard to drop the narrative. So whenever we sit with an emotion and say it's anger, I feel angry. We, have, we always feel this need that we need to add uh, the narrative to it. I am angry because this and this happened to me. Or, you know, not being able to uh, apologize uh, unconditionally. We have to say, I'm sorry, but. Then we're finding ourselves in these 
lower quality vibrations where we you know we 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 can't get out of our head and drop that narrative and just sit with the emotion and accept that this is our experience so dropping the narrative of course comes from uh, nicholas johnny that was on the the podcast a, a few months ago and uh, that is a tool that leads to empowerment that all by itself because if you drop that narrative and it was what's left is only the emotion then that's all you need because then you can sit with the emotion and you learn by yourself you know when we're in the therapy space it's always about the resources that someone brings in everybody has the tools of resilience within them innately because it's all based on our perception of our own experiences so if we don't have a narrative, then we're left with just experiencing the emotion or the feeling that we have. And then we will get the perspective on that and we accept it. We, then we move into those levels of acceptance. We move into levels of compassion because we're, we're now compassionate in our own experience. And that now becomes part of our tools set to become resilient. Right? So uh, letting go of the narrative is something that we're challenged with in terms of uh, uh, lacking resilience. Um, also, we, we are kind of governed by the triggers that we experience. So I am triggered because, again, we have the narrative, right? But we're the triggers kind of create this loop of brain or mind activity rather than just sitting with the trigger and understanding where it's coming from. So, and uh, oftentimes also not, not understanding how we can heal those trauma where we come from. We get stuck in the, uh, the victimization of ourselves in those triggers, uh, you know, whether that being because of a, something that happened late in life or it's from childhood, whatever it may be, we find ourselves stuck in that in that uh, experience and the, the emotion is attached to the memory and we don't understand how we can actually heal that. And that then holds us in this lower vibration and it's, uh, we don't have the tools to deal with it uh, or understand how we heal that uh, relationship with that trauma. And that then uh, prevents us from uh, becoming resilient. And again, I suppose it is akin to, again, to, you know, holding on to the narrative, but that we so closely identify with our stories. That our stories oftentimes become our identity. So when we're looking at the, the journey of kind of moving through the, this uh, kind of scale of resilience from victim, victimhood or victimization to empowerment, uh, you know, it's, it allows resilience to reflect the ego, building barriers, thick skin. That is 
kind of the traditional idea of resilience that you know you've led a hard life and you've put up these barriers these walls um and you 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 basically develop thick skin right and that is then considered successful resilience but unfortunately that then creates more challenges than it actually solves because you're still stuck in those low vibrations because there's suspicion, there is uh, cynicism, there is, you're, you're not connecting with people, there's no compassion, there's no empathy and so forth, unless there are people that you choose to be empathetic to or have compassion for. Um, everybody else is treated like a suspect because that's what you're used to. So it, in that journey, it is a reflection of the ego. Um, and that then doesn't bring us the tools that we need to become empowered. It brings us the tool to become more forceful and not care what happens to other people when we are forcing our way through life. But in order to become powerful and empowered, we need to develop those tools to become more compassionate and empathetic. So you can choose to either be stuck in the ego aspect of resilience where you kind of force your way through life or you become consciously aware of your experiences. And that journey in itself is going to allow you to develop resilience. Um, so the building blocks of empowerment, I've written down some ideas and uh, we can of course have a discussion about that. But the whole idea of I have a body versus I am a body. So if we can have, because the body is our representation in this reality and resilience is all about how do we meet our reality construct and how do we experience it and how do we work through it? So if I am the body, then everything that happens to my body then happens to me. If we move into it from the perspective of I have a body, then we take the perspective that, you know, I have a body just like I have a car or I have a house. You know, it's it's part of what I have. So the we don't need to necessarily take what happens to the body as or you know what's directed from the uh, external reality construct so seriously we we can we have a, we create a little bit of distance to it we, so we we allow ourselves to observe it rather than uh, attach to it and judge it so it's a once you understand the nuance there and it's the same, I suppose, as saying, um, you know, I am a soul having a, uh, 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 what's the saying, that you're having a, a spiritual experience as opposed to uh, just a physical experience, right? And it's how do you perceive that? How do you perceive your experiences? And also what... what 
from what aspect of myself do I experience life? So we can experience life from our mind, from our heart, from the observer perspective. We can experience our life from our past experiences. So if I'm triggered with something that relates to when I was five years old, then I am going to react to that situation as if I was five years old. And understanding that then allows me to deal with that trigger in a different way and become more consciously aware of it rather than just automatically move into a uh, reaction mode. Right? Uh, and also, we can experience our lives from an external locus of evaluation. So say someone uh, someone does something to you, uh, shall we say, yeah, your, your partner breaks up with you. Now, if I'm able to see my own experience from their perspective and hold that in a level of compassion, then I don't need to move into this kind of defense protective mode because I'm looking at things from their perspective as well. And I'm allowing myself to just understand that the experience is what it is. It doesn't necessarily need to, I don't need to take that as something that is an attack on me. It could be, yes, we are going to feel the emotions. There are going to be emotions with that. There's going to be uh, an experience with that. But we don't need to go in and say, I am sad because my partner broke up with me. We can just sit with the sadness and say, I'm sad. That's it. And we're dropping that narrative. And we can look at our situation from their perspective and say, well, you know what? If I wasn't the perfect person for the, my partner, then I should have the level, level of love to be able to uh, allow them to go out and find a perfect partner. We can always ask ourselves, I think a question is always a very good tool in terms of building resilience. So what is my reality? When something happens to me, what is my reality? What am I moving into? Am I reacting? How am I expressing into this reality? Am I expressing from a low vibration through anger and force? Or am I, am I moving into a higher vibration of empowerment? How am I responding to it? And always questioning that mo those motives as to how you're reacting, what you say, what you, uh, how you act, and what you think. Because those are the things that we can control in the process. So now I also brought a quote here from uh, David Hawkins, who did write the uh, book on uh, the map of consciousness explained. And uh, so he says that we, we change the world not by what we say and do, but as a consequence of what we have become. I'll repeat that. We change the world not by what we say or do, but as a consequence of what we have become. And what he's talking about there is the, the if we have become acceptance, then that is going to be our projection into our reality. 
Now, what we say and what we do is going to help us become that which we become. Because what the words we use and the thoughts we have and the, the actions we take will change our vibration, change our the energy within, and allow us to kind of move into that higher vibration. Alternatively, or on the other direction, we can, of course, you know, if we are speaking with words or thinking with words that are angry, that are shameful, that we feel shame and guilt around, then we're going to move down because that becomes our experience. That becomes our projection into the... So, and that is then going to be reflected back to us. So the resiliency there becomes challenged because we're having this anger and this shame and guilt and so forth reflected back onto us as part of our the experience we have out in the reality construct, right? So whenever we are looking at what we're becoming or what we, do, what we aim to become, so if we are trying to force ourselves to become uncompassionate love, for example, just saying it or doing it a couple of times or, you know, there are people out there that are kind of spiritual bypassing or toxic positive, uh, exercising toxic positivity saying, oh, I'm all love and light out there. But in actuality, the energy they hold within doesn't match that, right? So it is what we become, not the words that we use. Now, if we use those words and we mean it and we say, you know what, I'm not quite there yet, but I want to be there. That That's where I'm going. That's where I'm moving. Then you set the intentions, right? And then you can use the words that will help you to get there. When we are in that, ex or we kind of in the experience where we are, our resiliency or resilience is being tested, you can always ask yourself the question, how much is, am I willing to sacrifice to be right? Because a lot of times that is a very, very strong need with a lot of people is to be right. You know, this is how I experience it. Therefore, this must be the reality. And people around me that don't experience things this way, they're all. And that's where the contention comes in. And then we we move into uh, constant arguments. We move into being challenged all the time. And we're not having a very pleasant experience of life. Because we are experiencing that low vibration. But if I can go in and understand that again with that local external locus of evaluation if we can if i can become more compassionate of someone else's experience and say you know what that's their experience i have my experience my experience is my unique one and you know good thing bad thing i don't know i don't mine is not right it's right for me but it's not right for everybody else so that's what I mean with, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice to be right? Uh, 
again, we're talking, uh, talked about the uh, map of consciousness and you've heard me talk about compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, and gratitude oftentimes. And when we move through our experiences, past and present and future, with the idea of showing compassion for yourself and everybody else involved and the experience itself, accepting whatever happened, forgiving whatever happened, and taking the or becoming uh, being grateful for it, those are all higher vibrations. So if we do that over and over and over again, you are going to automatically go up into those higher vibrations. And that technique in and of itself is a tool for resilience. So you see how using tools that brings us higher up on the consciousness map makes us more resilient, but also makes us more empowered. And there's another interesting book that David Hawkins wrote called Power Versus Force. And force is very much where you're trying to force yourself or your, your physicality in life. So you're cheating people, you're screaming and yelling at people because or you're acting threatening or you, whatever it may be, that's using force. But if you're in the higher vibrations, you don't need that. You have power and people just gravitate to you and you kind of create your own reality because you just have that energy. You have that power. Now, for anybody who hasn't been up there, it's hard to reconcile with that fact. And we typically end up in a situation where we say, you know what, I need to force my way through this. But if we can only allow ourselves to move up that empowerment scale, we don't need to use that force. We can just be. And like, you know, David Hawkins in the book here said with the quote I said, you know, it's, it is the, uh, you know, the consequence of what your experience will be what the a consequence of what you have become. And when you become more powered, you bring more resilience into it. And I mean, I work with a lot of people uh, in my, my role as a coach and a mentor. And a lot of times, you know, I hear the idea that, you know, what what am I going to do if someone attacks me? You know, they, they come at me. What am I supposed to do? I, I need to defend myself. I say, well, yes, of course, that's your choice. Everything is choice. Whatever I'm talking about here, it's not, you have to do this. It's an alternative. And so if someone comes at you, then you choose how you respond to that. If you choose to respond with anger, then you know that you're going to be in this space. You're going to be in the space of using force, and you're not going to use the resiliency tools or resilient tools that will help you to become more empowered. It's going to feel like conflict. It's going to feel uh, perhaps you've saying something that you regret later, so now you feel guilt. Or whatever it may be, right? So if you choose to react that way, then that's your choice. But you can also at the same time 
decide that, you know, my, my experience here is not worth sacrificing to be right. So I can decide to say, you know what? This is the way I experience it. I feel hurt by this and this. I understand that you have your experience, and that's fine. And you can be angry all you want. That's your experience, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you. I'm happy to ha- uh, for you to have that, make that choice. I don't want to make that choice. Now you've communicated and expressed how you feel without anger. You just and it has the same end result. Well, actually, the end result might be that the other person might respond to that and say, "Well, you know, you know, you're right." And now we de-escalate the whole thing, or the person might keep on yelling. But that's not your experience. You don't need to respond to that. Knowing that and being able to do that—that's resilience. If you're able to move through these experiences where normally you would feel like you were being attacked with compassion and acceptance, then you're being resilient. And you don't need to feel that you need to be right. If you accept that, then it's like water off of a goose's back, right? Or is it duck's back? Whichever. (laughs) Water off some bird's back, in a way. So the... But we need to come to that decision ourselves. If you feel that, you know what, I need to be right. If someone attacks me, then they're going to have to pay the price. Well, then that's your choice. And I'm happy for you to have that choice. But if you feel that it's not working for you and you just end up in conflict after conflict, then know that there's a different way of doing it. And perhaps... Make that choice that, you know what, I don't need to be right. Not every time, in a way. No, you don't need to. It's not all or nothing. It's all or something. So take a moment and just say, you know what, I don't need to be right. And absolutely, with choices come consequences. So what's the consequence you're looking to experience at the after you've shown up in one way or another? And so, yeah, dropping that narrative allows us to sit with, even if someone comes at you, and once we've practiced it enough, someone comes at you with anger, you can drop the narrative right away and just sit with the emotion. Perhaps you feel anger triggered within you because you're being attacked, but because you're observing it, it doesn't go to your head and it doesn't start that kind of uh, turmoil in your head that then overwhelms you and you get the red mist and all of this good stuff, right? But just observing it, you now can move into this feeling of empowerment because you're in charge. And you can hold that level of compassion still within recognizing the, the emotion within you. The emotion isn't good or bad. Well, we don't know anyway. It could be either or, or neither. It just is. 
it's the narrative that puts a value proposition to it. I'm sure that everybody in here has, or everybody listening has experienced love as something immensely positive, but also something very painful. So it can be both. So if we can approach our emotions with the idea that it's something that we experience and it gives us an opportunity to experience ourselves because we are being. Emotion is part of being. And that then allows us to grow within ourselves. Um, so a couple of things to remember here is that resilience doesn't equate with toughness. Toughness is where we are forceful. Res resilience is an empowered concept where we basically just sit with our power and allow the power to do the work for us. We don't need to do anything. It's like, you know, karma. If someone cheats you or, you know, does something really bad to you, you don't need to take action to punish them. Karma will do that for you. And that's power. Now, you might not set the time scale or time parameter <laughs> when that karma is going to come back and bite the other person in the ass, but just trust they will and uh, release it. Hi, Christopher. Hi, everyone. Um, gosh, um, thanks so much for the session. Um, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Um, so when you think of this notion of power versus force and, uh, you know, how we respond to life, mm -hmm. um, you, you were speaking about toughness versus resilience. So does that then mean that um, toughness comes from a place of resistance and force, whereas resilience comes from a place of power, uh, a different, different intention behind, um, behind resilience versus... Mm -hmm. um, versus uh, toughness. Absolutely. And like I said before, the oftentimes we equate resilience with someone who's gone through tough times and they've built, you know, thick skin or, you know, toughened up or, you know, we're, we're always uh, often today talking about how, you know, snowflakes, they're weak ones and emotional people are snowflakes and so forth. Um, and, you know, it, yes, it is very much comes from that idea of using force. So it might be, you know, same thing with the boundaries. Uh, people, a lot of people see boundaries as, you know, if someone crosses my boundaries, then, you know, they're going to have to pay the price, right? And that's forceful. You come from an aspect or an idea of I am going to protect myself with force as opposed to just sitting in power and saying, all right, if anybody crosses my boundaries, I will express it and express that they have done that. But I can't control them, so they are going to do whatever they, they want to do. But I'm still going to love them because that is who I am. 
and recognizing that. Go ahead, Leticia, you had a, a hand up. No, I just want to thank you for that because I think that's been, I've struggled to say no most mm -hmm. of my life. I'm an empath, very, uh, I, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. And I often yeah. get told, you need to set boundaries. You need to set boundaries. And I think that's something I've been struggling with. So you've given me such a, thanks for the perspective today because when I've tried to set boundaries, it's come from, it's something I have to do. And it's putting these gates and burglar bars on my heart and my spirit oh, sure. to protect myself from something. And mm -hmm. you are actually saying one can still um, do it from, and I can still remain true to who I am, mm -hmm. but I can do it in a way that's not forceful, but comes from a place of empowerment, um, from a place of inner power and not a place of, Meaning to protect myself from this, yeah, I can't, I can't. So I can't hold other people responsible for my inability to. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just processing this. Thanks so much. Well, and also keep in mind, Leticia, that uh, boundaries, uh, in, at least as far as my experience goes, are all about getting to know yourself. So have, having these experiences and knowing how you react to them and how you respond to them, uh, you know, what are your triggers, how you're healing yourself and knowing yourself, the more you know yourself, that's a sign of your boundaries, your, your boundaries becoming better, if you like, or developing, your boundaries developing. Because then it's not, boundaries are not something static. It's ever evolving and it depends who you're with you know my children i allow or they can get not get away with but you know i accept that they scream at me whereas if someone else screamed at me i would distance myself from them right so i because i have a different relationship with my children there is a different level of uh, boundary that I'm employing with them. Now, it doesn't mean that I, I don't communicate that it's, you know, this is not okay. You can't, this is not how we interact. You can, of course, have your experience, but is there another way that you can express that experience as opposed to screaming and yelling, right? I have teenage daughters, so... We all know how <laughs> how that can be. Um, so the it is more boundaries are all about knowing how you respond and react to the world around you. Um, and yes, I mean, if you listen to the way you talk, and uh, here's a suggestion. You know, I'm an, uh, you were talking about being an empath and that you let people kind of take advantage of you. So that's the narrative. What's the emotion behind that? What's the feeling there? Uh, that feeling might be fear of being ostracized. If I don't fear agree with fear this, yeah, yeah. I, might, yeah. I might be ostracized. I might be pushed away. That's right. That's right, yeah. So, okay, so that's fear. I have that fear. Mm. Now, is there 
does everybody do this or do other people do it differently? Is there different, mm -hmm. what different perspectives can I have on this fear? And where does the fear come from? Now, once you so find it's a shift the away from the behavior, then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Once you find the source of the fear, then you mm. can heal that, and then you won't have that trigger anymore. Okay. Right? Okay. Yes. So it's, you know, when you come up with these, I am this because. Okay. That's narrative. So you're right? forming, you're making it part of your identity. Yeah. So you, you say, okay, yeah. I. Mm. I, I love people. I, I have difficulty saying no. That's yes. narrative. So you okay. drop that and you just just say, okay, what's the emotion behind mm, not okay. being able to say no? What's the emotion? Okay. And then you drop the I'm not able to say no, and you just stay with the emotion. Beautiful. Right, and that can yeah. then allow you to, once you do that, you say, okay, well, I feel this emotion. Perhaps it's fear. I feel this fear. And it's okay. Could one go a level deeper and then go from the fear, mm -hmm. what's the need? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You no, know, that is also, you have a, the mm. need is also respond, uh, reflected in the feeling within. Yeah. So, yes, yes. Right. Wow. Thanks. So once, mm. you, once you kind of deal with that and get perspective on it, yeah. then you don't need to uh, say yes all the time. Mm hmm because you don't experience that fear anymore. Okay. Now you're okay. developing resilience. Beautiful. Right? And, Thanks so much, Chris. And also, like, if you take empathy, for example, empathy is a superpower. People see that as being weakness, but it's actually a superpower. Being able to feel empathy for people that might have wronged you doesn't condone their behavior. It doesn't... You don't, you're not saying that, oh, it's okay that you did that because I'm a compassionate person. Now, that would be you're coming from a place of fear. If, but if you're holding compassion uh, for them, you're saying, I understand your story. I'm, I, I understand how you might ended up and have ended up in this situation where you are doing this towards me. I understand that. I don't condone your behavior, it's not okay that you behave that way, but I understand where you're coming from. That's empathy. That's compassion. And that's empowerment. That's a high level, right? Because now you, you're dropping this idea that you have to be right, that they did something to me, they need to be punished. Right? That's the need to be right. I'm accepting that they have their journey and that they have come to where they've arrived at because of their past experiences. I, like you, Letitia, I've oftentimes had difficulty saying no because of that fear of being abandoned or whatever it may be. So if I can move into a state of saying saying no, but still having compassion for someone else's experience of me saying no, because oftentimes when we <laughs> start to become empowered, people around us are going to, going to start reacting to it and say, well, this is not their normal behavior, right? And we then we can also move into acceptance of their experience 
with that, right? Yeah, for me, um, resilience. Resilience for me, I think personally, I don't know if it's like an exercise, like a muscle. Right. Well, the more I've had to endure, the more, the more I've been able to kind of get through it. The more resilience has been um, attained. Okay, so high, let me stop you right there first, and let's just explore for a moment. Are you able to endure more because you've built up walls and you've closed yourself down emotionally towards those experiences? Or are you able to deal with more because you are now getting to know yourself better? Uh, I think sorry do you just want to come at me again with that sorry <laughs> so and then, then I, I'll explain why I'm asking the question we, we were talking about before you know that the idea that you have the resilience is built up uh, by building barriers and uh, developing thick skin right so are we are you uh, able to deal with tougher situations or more challenging situations because your thing, uh, your skin is getting thicker and that you are building up barriers that you're not allowing these experiences to reach you, as it were. You be, you're kind of numbing yourself to the uh, experience. As a, or are you becoming more conscious of your uh, how you respond to these experiences and allowing yourself to experience it without judgment and attachment. Yes. Well, before internal worth, I think it might, it was more so building a thick skin. Mm -hmm. I think whereby it was like the, um, when something came ahead, it was like having a shield around me, like an invisible shield and bouncing all this negativity off me. Yes. Um, just to protect myself, protect my energy, protect my sanity, <laughs> protect yeah. my, uh, yeah, what was going on for me because I didn't really want it affecting me. So, for example, when I was in sales, I had to be very mindful of my, um, had to be very aware of my energy because that energy emits out to customers and clients. Mm -hmm. And if I'm vibrating at a higher level, then it would be assisting me in in my in my job um and getting me to the next level so anytime negativities did come through to me i had to i i i, I built up the resistance in the sense where i made a conscious you, decision to bounce it off me and not you're pushing it pushing it down well i wouldn't say pushing it down but letting it bounce off me so I well, was quite the, the trigger, the trigger was there. You could recognize it, right? Yeah. So the, the your, was your, your, your response within, your trigger within, that was pushed down. Not because you didn't allow it to come up. Well, I knew it was there, but I let it bounce off me. So mm -hmm. I know and I was aware of it, but I wouldn't let it come inside me to affect me. Mm -hmm. Because I know that it would start affecting my day. Why would I let negativity affect my day when I know that I need to be productive? Because that could happen every single day. Why would I let 
why would I let other people's energies affect me in that sense? Mm -hmm. Like in order for me to thrive, why, why, why would I absorb other people's energies in, and make my life miserable yeah. when I, I can, I can understand that this energy is coming at me, but decide and choose not to let it affect me. Yeah. So it's not about pushing it down. I was aware of it. Pushing it down wouldn't be would necessarily be me not feeling it. I yes, I did felt feel it, but I, I chose not to let it affect me. So it's a decision in that moment. Right. Yeah. So I just feel I, I, I just feel sometimes like in order for me to thrive in such certain situations, in order for me to yeah, we get a choice and we decide where we let it in, when we don't. Yeah. And we let it in with and who we don't like yeah i mean with loved ones you know if you care enough for them then you know it's it's something that you would uh, allow yourself to 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 be there with them in that moment however if it is like for example somebody just in the queue at the superstore and somebody throwing negativity at me will i let that affect me no why because because i don't know them they don't know me and why should i let somebody else just trigger me and ruin my day so what's the uh what's the um kind of attitude you hold towards that person then if they're throwing negativity towards you what what do you do you kind of are you neutral to them or ignoring them how, how do you approach it neutral they're just probably having a bad day or they're just projecting their anger and frustration or whatever is going on for them um onto me how about uh, you try, if you have that mentality and that mindset, how about you say, uh, you know, set the intention to have compassion for them and actually feel strongly that you have compassion for them because of what you assume is that they are having a bad day. Yeah, that then is. We, then we take a step up, don't we? Yeah, yeah. For that, for me, even going into the phase of, oh, they're having a bad day, is compassion. Right. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be reaction. But realizing and understanding that they're having a bad day, that in itself, understanding it, for me, is compassion. Yeah, no, that's great. And not responding back, um, not reacting back. Yeah. Because so, that situation could escalate. Yeah, no, of course. And I mean, and that... that yeah, and that would be detrimental not only to me but to them, and it'd make things worse for them as well. Yeah, so, no. and it, yeah. It, it it is challenge or it it is a fine nuance, and we we can find ourselves in that trap of uh, kind of bypassing our own ex uh, emotions or our own experiences, where it's like. Because we've developed, and I, I found myself there uh, a few years ago or many years ago, where you kind of say, "Well, I've I don't let it affect my uh, affect me," but the 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 emotions are still coming up. But you, I was ignoring them, so I thought I was dealing with it in a in a uh, compassionate manner towards myself but in actual fact i was just ignoring how i was feeling right so it's a good example now fast you're moving through it with compassion 
and that you are recognizing your experience and you're allowing the emotion to kind of come up within you if you feel triggered and releasing it. Mm, I mean, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, but, you know, for someone else, be mindful that there are two sides to that coin. Uh, Or rather, you know, we can trick ourselves to think that we are doing that, but in actual fact, we're just kind of pushing it down. Mm, I mean, it it looks different for everybody. Compassion is different for everyone. What compassion for me is, one thing might be different for you. Somebody might actually sit with that person and be like, oh, what's going on for you? But when you think about it, if it's a stranger, you don't know them, you don't know what they're capable of, there could be danger, I don't know. Yeah, you so don't need, you don't need to engage. Happen. Certainly don't need mm-hmm. to engage. It's, it's what you hold inside. If you sit there and you, you hold inside anger towards them, then that's going to affect them as well as opposed yeah. to holding compassion for them. Yeah, so what compassion for me then would look like is leaving them to 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 not escalate the situation and not responding back, re- reacting back. Oh, sure. Because, because for me, compassion is I'm actually saving them from going from whatever level they are in terms of frequency to a higher level if I started reacting. And that sure. wouldn't serve them, nor would it serve me. And yes, it's like I'm making that decision for them in that moment. However, I have to also think about protecting myself as well and my energy as well. Oh, sure. Do I really want to engage with some somebody who 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 already seems like a threat to me? Because, like, if they, for example, started saying something in regards to me or my identity or anything like that, for example, which I have had in the past, you know. Yeah in shopping centers, etc. Um and would I would I really want to engage with them? Because in the first instance, if they've just judged me just on 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 my attire or the way I look or mm-hmm. the color of my skin, then would I really want to use my energy there? No. Well, Is it really a experience? Yeah. I don't no. know. I, I think you know, it could be that someone who engages physically in that situation it might be because they feel that oh it might be an ego aspect where they feel that the only way they can show compassion is by helping them right but that 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 then would could backfire on them because perhaps the person is about to become violent and you are now in their way and you you become the subject for it whereas you're absolutely right the the you might only need to hold that compassion and that will be enough. Mm, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it is that, you know, it is their trigger. It is that something that they need to work on. Yeah. You know, people of color or people of different religion are always going to be around. It's up to them to change their limiting beliefs or work on it because if they're triggered every single time they come across somebody uh, who is of a different religion or a different skin color, and that's something for them to work on. It's, oh, it's sure. and they're projecting it onto other people, so it shouldn't be my job for me to. Um, well, no, and that, that's that's on a case by case basis. I think where you, you know, if someone's reaching out and they need help, then you may make that decision to 
actually help them on the spot if but if the you don't and th this is where intuition comes in right you you if you have if you are empowered you you also know what is the right course of action uh, mm -hmm. you know what you need to do in any given situation so Oh, but I don't that... know if I misunderstood at the end there. No, I, I meant in terms of like if somebody had an issue with my skin color or religion or my attire. Right. And they had an issue with that. It's not about helping or help not helping. That's no, 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 no. About. Well, no, I was, I was talking about your prior, the prior example you uh, gave. No. belief about yeah. like people with different skin colors to them or a different religion then that sure. specific limiting belief is something that they need to work on themselves it's not for some for people of color or people of different religion to uh beg them to change their belief about that's what i'm trying to say yeah. it's not about helping, well exactly not that's a whole different story that's a whole different well here's a good example where someone who is in that situation might react uh outwardly with anger if they're met with that level of uh, of uh, racism mm. um someone else might ignore it someone else might express how they feel about it but in a compassionate and conscious uh, consciously aware way right now the resilience is where you not where you used to it if it happens all the time and you, that's built, that's kind of building that thick skin, right? Uh, getting used to it. Uh, but rather the resilience is being able to know how you react to it and how you choose to respond to it. And you're still working with how you, you're, you're feeling about it. And you're accepting that. You don't need to accept and condone the behavior of that other person, but you're accepting and you're processing how you feel, how you uh, kind of how, what emotions come up within you. That's the resilience, right? That's the difference. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been so used to it throughout my life. So it's come to the point where it's just like I'm not using any more energy towards it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Um, acceptance and forgiveness. Forgiveness and compassion, actually, that people are able to accept other people the way they are. But it's fine. I mean, if that's how they are, that's fine. Either way. Yeah. But, I mean, you're still recognizing how you feel about it. I think the, the challenge is when we when we uh, when we accept it because we feel disempowered to do anything about it or we feel that well this is my everyday life so i'm just going to accept it i think that then you're that's then you're in a uh, uh, or there's a way to flip the script on that to become more empowered with it and I, I think you are fast. I'm not saying that you're not, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that feel disempowered to do anything about it or to, but the power is to, as you say, hold that compassion because 
okay, what has that person experienced that has led them to become racist or become so angry about something that they need to comment on someone's skin color, color, right? What have they experienced that have brought them to that, that state? Doesn't mean we have to condone it. Doesn't mean that we have to agree with it or say it's okay. But we can hold compassion for their experience that have led them to that point, right? When we're looking at the the resilience kind of scale from victimhood to empowerment, uh, you know, if we heal the past uh, and we clear all the karma then that's enlightenment. Then we've gotten to the state stage where we have mastered all the tools of resilience because we are no longer triggered. Someone can come up and, you know, punch you in the face and you're not triggered by it because there is, you've just changed your whole idea of who you are and who your physical body is and what you're what you're contributing to the world now to most people that would be a utterly foreign concept like why wouldn't you defend yourself why wouldn't you hit someone back but i think when you move through the stages you gain a different perspective yes i mean you if you're on a stage below courage and you're not hitting back because you're you're filled with fear, that's a different thing. That's not empowerment, right? But again, you, you don't need to condone it or think it's okay, but you accept it as part of your experience. Um, and on the way to that level of empowerment, uh, we use the tools and the skills uh, that we learn in these different situations and the application of these tools is part of the idea of resilience. So like I was talking about, you know, observing your own emotions, that's a skill that leads to resilience or it's a resiliency skill. And, but unfortunately I say the, the, only way to build that resilience is by practice. So you practice in meditation, you practice in your daily life, and you need to show up in life and experience these different things in order to apply the tools. Now, Stoic uh, or Stoicism, Stoic meditations, there's a technique of sitting in, sitting in meditation and just evoking the worst thing that you can experience. And then see how you respond to that. So you do that for 20 seconds and then you move back into a space of, of uh, calm or stillness. That then helps you to develop tools and resilience because now you've experienced it within your in meditation. Then when it shows up in, in your external reality construct, you've already experienced it. And now you can move through with ease and stillness. So that, that's kind of, I think it was uh, Marcus Aurelius who uh, developed that kind of uh, idea for in stoicism. But at any rate, 
it requires practice to build the resiliency, uh, to build the the tool set, because you're going to come up against all sorts of new different angles of the same experiences. So you're going to learn new situations, new ways and new tools um, along the way. And they, you know, when you've done it enough, then you're going to recognize new situations that have similarities to others. And you can now say, ah, that's something I've experienced here before. So choosing how you show up, or rather, you know, developing this resiliency, if you're going to stay in victim mode, you're going to kind of become empowered. At the end of the day, it's your choice. And whatever you choose to do, I am okay with. I accept that because that is your path. I don't need to put my values on someone else and say, I'm right. You need to do it this way. Now, it's something that's worked for me. And if someone recognizes that and wants to use that in their life, then that's wonderful. If they say that's hogwash, well, that's fine. That's your experience. And I'm happy with that. So having that level of acceptance and understanding that this is someone else's choice, then that is part of building that resiliency too, because acceptance is higher up on this level of uh, the consciousness map, if you like. Okay, so take a look at the challenges that shows up in your life. What are some of the commonalities that you see? What what are some of the patterns and habits, or patterns rather, in your life? Perhaps there is a kind of a commonality in your triggers. Now, how do you approach those triggers and how do you uh, allow them to reveal themselves to you in order for you to build an understanding and resilience around that. So that when you become come up against those patterns time and time again, as karmic energy tends to do, it shows up <laughs> time and time again in different situations, right? You can then work with those tools and say, okay, well, I recognize this. Uh, this is how I used to react to it. I'm going to choose a different way this time. Right, so just take a moment and work through all. Take a look at your life and see what patterns you have, and that you can then start and understand uh, where you can apply uh, resilience in your life and build that empowerment. And uh, remember, force is not the same as power. Forcing your way through with thick skin and, you know. I've been through hell and high water, and therefore, you know, people need to listen to me. That's not the same as empowerment. Thank you all for showing up, uh, bringing your best versions of yourself. Thank you for your inputs and uh, your ideas, questions. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks again. Bye. Okay, now it's up to you to choose. It's like the Matrix. Are you taking the blue pill or the red pill? 
of course you can stay in the comfort and the ease of uh, what you're experiencing already which will ultimately throw you into this kind of chaos or you can choose the more challenging but at the end more rewarding uh, path of uh, working on these uh, challenges within yourself to build up that resiliency through empowered choices. If you are ready to dive in deep and do the heavy lifting and do the work that you need to do in order to shed all this old baggage in order to build resiliency in a sustainable, conscious, uh, consciously aware ma manner, uh, then certainly uh, feel free to seek us out on our website, thealchemyexperience.co.uk. Click on the link for a 30-minute free consultation and uh, let's explore how we might be the uh, the space and the workshop for you to explore these aspects within you further. For now, I wish you all the best in your pursuit of choosing what pill to take and uh, hope that we see you back here for the next episode of the Alchemy Experience podcast. And in the meantime, stay conscious, stay aware and be good to yourself. Bye for now.